Volume 4, Creepy Folklore, from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 24, North America, The Plains, Dehihan. Once, very long ago, there was an Arapaho tribe member who wasn't quite a child, but wasn't quite an adult, either. They were navigating the place in between, and as often happens when one makes such a transition, they were experiencing new things for the very first time. One of these things happened to be their first hunt. Excited but cautious, this young warrior learned all that they could from the hunting party and was determined to make a lasting impression among everyone in the group. One day, when the party had ventured much farther than usual from the bulk of the tribe, the youth and another member of the party were getting a drink of water when the young warrior realized this other person was rather nervous. Though it was difficult to make out the finer details of this person's face by the light of the setting sun, the youth was certain this person was terrified. Not wanting to insult or overstep, the young warrior chose their words carefully. They simply asked if there was anything they could do to help them out. Scoffing, the person mumbled under their breath that unless the youth could change the night into day, there was nothing that would save any of them. They were being stalked by the Dehihan. The young warrior couldn't help it and actually laughed out loud. The little strong cannibals. Really, that's what you're scared of? The person angrily shushed the youth. You fool, keep your voice down. They could be anywhere. The young warrior sighed gently. Listen, that's it's just a legend. There's no such thing as incredibly strong, incredibly sadistic cannibals that kill humans without a second thought, the person spat back. Some people, some people say that some of these little people can actually fly, that, that they have stunted wings on their back, that they have one gargantuan eye in the middle of their forehead, no neck, and and can turn invisible at will, that that their bellies are permanently distended because they eat and eat and eat, and, and the only thing they love more than eating people is killing them, more than they could ever eat. But, you know, but they still, still, they try. At that, the youth rolled their eyes. They had heard all about the Dehihan though it had been a few years since someone tried to frighten them with the tale. The young warrior knew the ancient little people were thought to be fearsome hunters, skilled with poisonative arrows and a magic that would wound the body from within, not leaving a mark on the outside, but dropping you dead where you stood. The youth extended a calming hand to the person's shoulder. They don't exist. They can't exist. Even if they, and, and this is a big if, even if they did exist. Our ancestors eliminated these creatures a long time ago. They're gone. We don't have anything to worry about. 
The neighing of horses caught the attention of them both, and they whirled, drawing their weapons. Save for the echo of the obviously startled horses, the plains had gone eerily silent. Cautiously, the young warrior called out to the rest of the hunting party. Silence greeted their call. At this point, even the sound of the horses had been swallowed up by the night. The person whispered, Still think there's nothing to worry about? The youth, a little shaken, stood a little straighter. Nothing exists on this planet that can silently exterminate an entire Arapaho hunting party. I don't care how strong your little cannibals are, or even if they could fly or <laughs> turn invisible. How would they kill so many fully grown, fully armed warriors? With smiles on our faces, chuckled a wicked little voice from behind the young warrior. Jumping and nearly spinning in the air, the youth found the person had been replaced by a mangled, bloody lump of viscera. Steam rose from pulsating organs and snapped gnawed bones, with hair speckling the surface. Unable to even gasp, someone or something careened out of the darkness and connected with the youth's temple, propelling them into a blessed yet potentially deadly slumber. The young warrior tumbled in and out of consciousness. Though their vision swam, they instantly knew they were being carried. With their hands and feet tied together, they were bound tightly to a felled tree that was being easily held on the shoulders of two... They couldn't see their captors, but they did hear... Was that whistling? The youth shook their head to gain focus. No, no. It was mewling. The youth saw cages near and far full of children of the plains. What was going on? Before they received any answers, the youth was jumbled about and struck their head on the ground, once again fading into darkness. Okay, now the young warrior knew that was definitely whistling. Opening their eyes, they realized their feet were no longer bound, that they were no longer attached to a tree, and that they were slung haphazardly on the ground inside of a teepee. There was another person in the darkened place, and they were whistling from the shadows. The youth groaned, and the person stopped whistling. They stepped forward, and the youth realized that what they thought was a person was actually a little, strong cannibal. Vedehihan did indeed have a bit of a paunch belly, but the rest of their body was lean and sculpted. They might have been a man. They might have been a woman. But they were only about three feet tall. They smiled as the young warrior took in their appearance, and in doing so, exhibited rows of dagger-like teeth gleaming in the moonlight. The creature licked its lips, 
and the youth stumbled into awareness much quicker than they thought possible. When, when, uh, what, what, what am I, what, uh, what am I still doing alive? The cannibal stopped in its tracks, as if the question had wounded it. We don't know what to do. Grown are for food. Young are for taking. You are between. Sitting up, the young warrior worked on freeing their hands. Just keep this thing talking. The youth thought to themselves, there has to be a way out somehow. So, so then what, uh, what, do you, what do you do when you, when you take the kids? The creature snickered. Some are for later. Some are for now. The youth stopped their struggle. What? Later and now? What, what does that even mean? The cannibal pointed to what the youth was laying on. The young warrior glanced down. A bloody, frothy pulp met the youth's gaze. Whipping their head back up, the creature was already in front of the youth's face. The young warrior nearly shrieked, but instead kept talking. So, so, uh, so this, this, ooh, this is the now. So, okay, so, uh, what, what about the, the later? I mean, this is, uh, what, what, what is all this? Why do you, why, why do this? Why are you killing us? Why? Just why? Trying to focus on just one of the many questions sent the creature's eyes rolling in its head. Life is pain. Pain is glory. The only way out is to die in battle. We were here first. Now we take back. Starting with your life. Instinctively raising their hands to their face, the young warrior noticed for the first time tiny little organs hanging up all over the inside of the teepee. Their scream melded into an immediate question. What is that on the wall? What are those hearts? The cannibal, notching a poison arrow, Inches away from obliterating the face of the youth, dropped its weapon with a fervor. The young warrior noted the weapon clatter about, and by the time the youth looked up, the Dehihan had all of the organs in its arms and was beaming. These family, we keep here so no die in battle. The youth blinked. So... The way to kill you is to pierce your heart. The creature nodded enthusiastically. The youth continued. And these are, these are all the hearts of your people, right here in your arms. The cannibal nodded again. Though the youth's hands were still bound, they were able to grab the arrow from the ground. So if, if I were to pierce, say... Mm, this heart, right here, that would kill you? The creature actually laughed. No, not my heart. Well, I don't believe you, scoffed the young warrior. And with that, the cannibal gave the youth the heart. The young warrior stabbed the heart instantly. Again, the creature laughed out loud. 
told you. The youth nodded. So you did. Well, what about that one? And so it went until only one heart remained in the cannibal's hands. The young warrior asked the cannibal, Then your heart must be that one over there hanging by the door. The creature shrieked, No, dummy! It's right here! As the cannibal pushed the heart towards the youth, the young warrior lifted up the arrow and pierced the organ before the lightning-fast creature could even react. Eyes twitching once, with bloody drool speckling its lips, the Dehihan fell to the side, and the youth looked down at the dozens and dozens of poisoned, bloody hearts. It was almost embarrassing how easy that actually was. Running out of the teepee, the young warrior waded through the bodies of the collapsed cannibals and began freeing all of the children from their cages, telling the little ones they were free to return to their people. The young warrior was surprised to see the children slowly walking between the bodies of the dead creatures. The youth begged the children to look away. They didn't need to see any of that. They were free, free to return to their homes. We are ready home, croaked a voice from the back. The children had begun freeing other children, and the young warrior realized they were being surrounded. What, uh, what do you mean? asked the youth, taking a slow step backwards. The children in the front slowly smiled. Their human teeth came tumbling from their mouths, and tiny, sharp little nubs poked out from beneath. They all began to laugh. The young warrior gulped and whispered, I guess this is what happens later, as the new tribe of cannibals pounced forward at a superhuman speed. And, according to the people of the plains in the central region of the United States of America, that is just one story detailing how a First Nations North American cryptid came to stalk the denizens of this world. Thank you for listening today. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Please have a wonderful day, and make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. We implore you to please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. We truly look forward to seeing you next episode, and thanks again. Thanks again.